Welcome to Come Follow Me Mental Health Insights with Dr. David Morgan. Each week we'll review a concept from the Come Follow Me lesson and talk about applications to improve our mental and emotional health. Hi, welcome to episode 20 of season two. This week we are studying Matthew chapters 19 and 20, Mark chapter 10, and Luke chapter 18. And this reading selection has one of my favorite scripture stories of all time. I love the lesson that it teaches, and we'll get to that one a little later. Uh, But first, let's look at an account that is recorded by Matthew, Mark, and Luke in these readings. Uh, Matthew tells the story as two blind men, and Mark and Luke just as a single blind man, but otherwise the story is consistent across the accounts. And uh, we'll refer to the version in Matthew. Uh, It's in chapter 20, starting in verse 29. And as they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And the multitude rebuked them, because they should hold their peace. But they cried out the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will ye that I shall do unto you? They say unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. Uh, There are a few principles I'd like to highlight in this um, account. And first is the principle of tenacity. So we have these two men that are calling out to Jesus for help. And clearly, either this was a breach of decorum, or maybe it was annoying to the multitude, because you have the people basically telling them to be quiet. And the way they reacted to that um, request of the people was to be even louder and to increase the intensity of their plea. One of the principles of emotional resilience is tenacity, which means to keep going even when things don't work out the first time. Emotional resilience is so important in today's day and age. We have Our society has shifted from burdens of, that are physically demanding to burdens that are emotionally demanding uh, for the most part. And so we need to learn how to be stronger emotionally. Um, And the idea of tenacity, of continuing, of persisting, uh, despite difficulty, is uh, is an extremely important part of being emotionally resilient. Now, for some people, it's hard enough to make a first attempt at something. And if they fail at that attempt, then they almost always abandon future efforts. But people who tend to prevail over emotional challenges have tenacity. They continue to move forward despite roadblocks. This reminds me of... Uh, one of my favorite examples, it's called the Rainy Day Cavalcade at the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. So it rains often in the summer in Orlando, and rains generally are not good for parades or parade floats. And the story goes that as Disney executives were kind of lamenting the fact that they wouldn't be able to do parades as often in the summer uh, in Orlando, someone had the idea, well, what if we did a water parade? And that's exactly what they did. During rainy days, they have a parade where all the characters come out dressed in rain jackets and rain boots, the floats are waterproofed, and they kind of dance and splash around in the water. And that's a lot of fun to watch. And for me, that highlights the idea of tenacity, of not giving up at the first roadblock, but uh, continuing to move forward. And that's exactly what these blind men did. They didn't give up, but they kept trying, and their efforts paid off. I also find it interesting, uh, once the Savior interacted with them, once he had their, they had his attention, he said, what will ye that I shall do unto you? Now, the Savior knows everything, and it was probably clear that these men were blind. 
I mean, it seems like a no brainer that what they wanted was for him to restore their sight, but he still wanted them to make the request. And this is another true principle. It's a principle of action. The Savior almost always does not do for us what we can do for ourselves. In this case, he wanted them to make their own request. He didn't just assume. He asked them to make the request. And we need to make sure that we are asking for the things that we want and the things that we need in our prayers and not just assume that the Savior will help us without our asking or not just assume that he knows and that he's going to uh, meet our needs without us making the request. Remember, the pattern is ask and you shall receive. We always need to take that first step. Now let's talk about uh, one of my favorite stories in scripture. It's the account of the rich young ruler. Uh, we'll read the account in Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 17. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus beholding him loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. Now some are critical of this young man and feels that the story ends poorly and that he went away and never came back. I feel differently um, just for a number of reasons. First, he ran to find the Savior. He was eager to demonstrate to the Savior what he had sacrificed and done over the years. He had kept the commandments, which involves sacrifice. Second, it says the Savior loved him, meaning that he was pleased with what was what the man had done. Um, and now there was one more thing that the man needed to do. It's not something that was recorded in the Ten Commandments. Uh, and it was something that was going to be personally and extremely difficult for this young man, uh, which was to sell all he had. Now, and it says, the scripture says he went away sorrowing. But I have a feeling that the man eventually followed the Savior's invitation and probably came back sooner than later with evidence of having sold everything and given it away and, and took up his cross and followed Jesus as he was invited to do. Now, we all have something in life that we don't want to give up. I think all of us lack something and that the Lord invites us to take the difficult step of making changes in that area. Sometimes I refer to this as our favorite sins. Uh, even though we may give much and do much for the kingdom, the Lord wants us to give up those things that truly hold us back. And this can apply, can apply in both spiritual and emotional improvement. If there is something that we are clinging to that is keeping us from progressing, we should truly consider giving that up. And just like this young man, even though he had done much, much good in his life, there was still one thing, and maybe it's two or three things that were holding him back from just being excellent. And those are the things that we need to consider. What is it that I need to do to really move forward? Uh, Elder Larry Lawrence of the 70 taught the following. I would like to suggest that each of you participate in a spiritual exercise sometime soon, perhaps even tonight while saying your prayers. Humbly ask the Lord the following question. What is keeping me from progressing? In other words, what lack I yet? Then wait quietly for a response. If you are sincere, the answer will soon become clear. It will be revelation intended just for you. Perhaps the Spirit will tell you that you need to forgive someone, or you may receive a message to be more selective about the movies you watch or the music you listen to. 
You may feel impressed to be more honest in your business dealings or more generous in your fast offerings. The possibilities are endless. The only thing I would add to Elder Lawrence is as he says, um, when you pray and ask what lack I yet, then wait quietly for a, a response. If you do not get a response, that doesn't mean the Lord isn't trying to communicate with you. It may, it may mean that you just need to ask uh, again or wait longer for a response. Personally, um, I don't get a lot of immediate revelation when I ask things in prayers. It usually comes hours later or days later or even weeks later. I think for me, the Lord wants me to continue to listen. Um, I don't know how it works for you, but the point is make sure that when you ask that question to be attentive uh, in the following moments or days or weeks and follow what the Lord directs you to do. Now, I always end these podcasts with an invitation to act. Um, and as you, if you are a regular listener to the podcast, please don't feel overwhelmed about trying to do all of these invitations. Some of them will probably uh, strike your heart and you'll think, you know, this is something I need to do. Maybe today's invitation is something like that, where you feel like this is something I really need to do. So today's invitation is consider the question, what lack I yet when it comes to your spiritual and or emotional progress? And then ask yourself the question, what is keeping me from progressing in those areas? And then just write down some things you can do to improve your progress. I have free worksheets that you can download to help you remember and um, implement the weekly invitations. And to get these, just sign up for my uh, email newsletter. You can find that link in the show notes. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and subscribe so that you can get easy access to weekly episodes. I also have a new mental health consultation program where you can watch webinars and get insights and use other tools to make greater progress towards mental health. It's called the Keep Moving Forward program, and there's more information in the show notes about that as well. Thanks for listening, and until next time, this is Dr. David Morgan reminding you that change is possible, but change requires action, and to always keep moving forward. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more, please visit Dr. Morgan's website at www.drdavidtmorgan.com.